Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are starting Step 10, Trust, my favorite. And tonight is introduction night, so that means anything goes. We are talking all things trust. And I am excited to get the conversation going. So I will introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. I just want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July, celebrating and being aware of the amazing country that we live in, where we have freedom to express ourselves and be whom we want to be. Yes, yes. We celebrate all forms of freedom. And we hope that you use your freedom to choose in a positive way that brings you to freedom. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Happy 4th to you as well. And we have a guest coach on tonight. She is new to the show, so please welcome Michelle Walters. How are you doing tonight, Mm. Michelle? Oh, I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Great. We love having you. So, please, Introduce yourself to the audience. Let us know what you get to do and who you get to serve. Great. Um, I'm Michelle Walters. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and an executive coach. I work with men and women of all adult years on a variety of issues. I work with issues in clinical hypnotherapy, things like anxiety and phobias and really sort of replacing thought patterns that aren't working. Uh, work with people on executive coaching, primarily people who are at a time and a place where they are either making or considering making a career change. And I'm also an author and speaker. Awesome. Thank you for coming and sharing your time with us. So as I said, tonight we are beginning the step of trust. So to get us started, what does trust mean to you? Michelle? I think of trust as uh, defined by a Harvard professor um, whose name is Frances Frey, and she talks about trust as being sort of having three legs, like a triangle. And those three legs are empathy, authenticity, and logic. And that trust is really a combination of needing all three parts of that, empathy, authenticity, and logic to build relationships with people. And that by having more trust with people, relationships are stronger and more progress is made. So I just really love this model of trust because it gives you kind of a way of breaking it down into pieces you can, you can wrap your head around and understand since Trust is something that we all lean on every day, and yet we don't always think about its component parts. Yeah, interesting. I don't think I've heard it described that way before. How do you use trust with your clients? 
is at the foundation of a, a coaching or a hypnotherapy kind of relationship. Because if my clients and I don't have a good vibe, if we don't trust each other, they're never open enough to really get to the heart of the matter and make the progress that we need to make. So I build trust when I meet new clients by illustrating how empathetic I am, uh, who I am, uh, my authenticity, and kind of where I come from in terms of, of how my logic works. And um, that's a major way that I have developed such good relationships with my clients. That's awesome. I love that. Do you support them with them trusting themselves more? Absolutely. Um, for a lot of people who come to see me, trusting themselves is is almost the heart of the problem. Um, for example, I recently had a client who came to see me. She had problems with anxiety. She had always been a super confident lady. She was a realtor, had lots of relationships with people in the community. But for one reason or another, her self-confidence had gone out the door, and she was so anxious, she couldn't get herself to do the things she typically did, like work and see her friends and go to the gym and all the sort of regular components of, of her life. And so we had to start that relationship with building trust between she and me, um, between the two of us. Um, but over time, the relationship developed and we were able to work through her issues of anxiety largely by getting her to trust herself and to lean into self-confidence that had kind of drifted away for a period of time for unclear reasons. Hmm. That's really interesting, yes, because with us here at Fearless Generations, we always start with ourselves. So trusting ourselves before we trust others. Carrie, as you are listening uh, to Michelle, what uh, thoughts are coming to you about her definition of trust and how she supports others with trust? Yeah, I, I appreciate the three components that she brought up for trust. I think those are certainly inherent in the concept of trust. Uh, empathy, uh, compassion uh, are, you know, at the heart of uh, of our work as well. And authenticity is being true to yourself. And then uh, logic is one I'll have to chew on a little bit because that's a word that has multiple layers of meaning. And so I'm going to chew on that for a little while to bring that to trust. And maybe you can uh, expand on that just a little bit more. Uh, I uh, appreciate you bringing it back to uh, to our own inner trust of ourselves. We find with a lot of our clients that that is the core to the issue as well. It's, it's difficult to be empathetic uh, with others if you don't have any empathy for yourself. And, of course, authenticity is an inward uh, quality. And logic is uh, a quality within your thought processes that brings you to your decision-making process. So um, it really is it's that inner work, trusting yourself to the point where you will take the risk 
uh, to build your confidence. And you build your confidence by doing things that are outside of your comfort zone. And without trust, it's, it's just fear will keep you from from doing that. I mean, fear will keep you in your comfort zone and won't allow you to trust taking a risk or a step out of your comfort zone to build your confidence. So I see I see a lot of uh, commonality in the vocabulary and the concept of building trust. Until I was able to build trust of my myself, uh, I I was really very comfortable and not taking risks and very fearful of being vulnerable unless you trust yourself and are true to yourself so authentic it's very difficult to be vulnerable and to ask for help to seek engagement to expand your process so trust is is very integral i believe to growth and uh, growth is really the purpose of our journey so if you're trying to make a career change, you're building a new relationship, you want to strengthen connections, trusting yourself is at the core of taking risks to do that. And so I'm going to just chew on that uh, definition for a while, let it percolate, uh, because I can relate to that. It resonates with me, um, with the work that we do as well. So I love talking to coaches from different genres, because there's so much commonality in our work, yet sometimes the words are different. And so how you can see the synergy within our language, which can be either um, complementary or confusing, right? So it's, it's uh, good to think of things in, in multiple, multiple ways, because the truth is the truth, and trusting ourselves is necessary for us to build confidence, to step out of our comfort zone and to build relationships with others. So uh, I really appreciate the, uh, the um, you know, way that you defined trust for us this evening, Michelle. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, Michelle, is there anything that you would like to add to what Terry has said? Well, I think um, one of Terry's points was that authenticity and empathy line up very neatly with uh, the way your work approaches the topic of trust. But she said she was going to chew on logic a little bit more, and I, I love that expression. I think mm-hmm. logic comes more into the body of trust or the, the definition of trust when you start thinking about not trusting within yourself, but when you start thinking about communicating and reasoning with other people. And so if you were – even if someone – views you as authentic and empathetic, but they don't understand where you're coming from or why you've drawn the conclusion that you've drawn, then there can be a breakdown in terms of one person to another person kind of trust, right? Mm. That, that logic is a, is a component, logic and communication and how you communicate that logic. Um, yeah, it's that important makes- to trust between people, not so much yeah. on the individual side. On the individual side, your logic is your logic, and it only needs to fit you. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think I think what I what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is understanding in order to communicate uh, with another person. So the logic is uh, listening 
and making sense of what another person is saying and doing that in a way that you're really wanting to communicate and not listening in order to know what you're going to say next, but listening to understand. Is that, would that be a fair? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And to share a common, to share a common understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a school, a retired school teacher. So when I think of logic, I think of math. I think of science. You know, so that's why. No, I think I needed no, to I didn't mean it. Do that on sense. that. I meant it. It, it meant it in yeah. the sense of kind of explaining, explaining things in a way that that's rational, that fits with the, yeah, what the other person totally knows and understands, and. Yeah, not yeah. not in the sense of well, that's or why, theorems. Or... That's why vocabulary is so you know so unique to a person's uh, person's circumstances, right? Their experiences, and so that's why that that word just kind of was what? <laughs> and now I totally you know I understand that. So we've communicated that well. So thank you. <laughs> Very good. We're building trust, Terry. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> right here before your ears. <laughs> I love it. And and that's one of the really awesome things about this podcast and having guest coaches is that we get to expand our vo- our vocabulary and our understanding of others and how they communicate what they do. And so that's one of the things that's really fascinating about the show and why we keep doing it, why we keep having people on because we want to we want to learn more. We want to expand the way we think about things. We want to hear more ways that other people communicate what they uh, what they do. So this is um, a perfect a perfect example of why we keep doing this podcast. Well, and I, I'd like to kind of uh, probe Michelle's thinking a little bit more and. When you're building trust with the client, do you do hypnosis? Is that what I heard you say? Yes, I do. I do. I do okay, coaching so I, outside of hypnosis, but I do. I also work yeah. with people in in hypnosis. Yeah. So I think probably that requires a decorum of trust that that is pretty pretty strong, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that. That's really part of the magic of what makes hypnotherapy work in terms of professional Mm -hmm. one-on-one hypnotherapy like I do. If I had a client come in the door who had a sense that for whatever reason um, I wasn't a good fit or they couldn't Mm -hmm. bear their their subconscious to me, um, it it wouldn't work. I don't know how much you and your listeners know about hypnosis, but hypnosis is an entirely consensual. You cannot be hypnotized against your will. So if you don't want to enter a state of hypnosis, you just stop listening to whoever's talking to you, and you mm-hmm. won't be in hypnosis. Um, but in order for someone to go deep into what, what's really in their innermost thoughts, what memories from their childhood might have skewed their thinking, um, why why an anxiety problem has come up and now it needs to be remedied. Um, all of these all of these are deep, deep issues for people. And so my trust with my clients has to be very very strong 
um, so that they can really get to where they need to go um, as I help them to peel back uh, what might have gotten in the way of building, being, being and building their best. Yeah, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I, I think... love I love this line mm-hmm. of work. I've I've always been a student of the mind. I've always really kind of thought the brain and 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 how people think and all that kind of stuff. Maybe this is why I like the idea of logic. Um, have all really really appealed to me. Um, and now I'm in this line of work where I get to work with people and, and help them take a look at how their, how their thinking works and Mm -hmm. if their thinking patterns are serving them or if it's time to edit them to make a change. Um, And, and that's work I'm just passionate about doing. I love doing this kind of work. Yeah, it is. It's, It's very fulfilling to help people make those connections between mind, body, and soul. And I, I've never participated in hypnotherapy. The only thing I've ever seen with hypnotism is at the fair. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they hypnotize people in the audience, and I don't know if that's real or not, but that's my extent of uh, experience with hypno. And that's not hypnotherapy. That's, that's entertainment, right? But, uh, well, that's entertainment. That's, all I've, I've that's entertainment, and it is, but it yep. is hypnosis. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to realize that just as I said, that hypnosis is entirely consensual. You, you, mm-hmm. you listen and you do these things because you are in agreement to do them. And so yeah, all so the folks feeling. at the fair who are, are listening to the hypnotist and quacking like a duck or yeah. pointing <laughs> at the sky or doing whatever they're doing are, are doing so because they're okay with it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, um, true. <laughs> it is, it is entertaining, uh, but I think it's also important. It, it, it's not therapy, right? It's, no, it's entertainment. No. Um, yeah, yeah. What I do is, is a different kind of work, but you're, you understand that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, so you, you coach, you coach people uh, as well as do hypnotherapy. So you have a, a multifaceted uh, business. That's right. That's right. When I meet with a new client, I talk to them and figure out sort of what are their goals. And partly depending on their goals and partly depending on uh, kind of who they are and how they want to approach it, uh, we might spend our time entirely in a conscious state, working just like you would any time anywhere else. Um, Or we Mm -hmm. may choose to dedicate some portion of our working time to hypnosis subconscious work it really depends on a particular person and their their goal i love that i think as as coaches we um we take you from where you are and we move forward and i love that there are people you can go to if you if you have that need to go backwards or to look deeper into the why of something. And I, lo- I love that the, there's so many different ways of doing that as well. And um, really getting into the, 
the meat of of why you possibly do something or um you know different ways of getting getting past fear that is subconscious instead of conscious and um this is definitely an interesting avenue uh that uh i would i want to know more about it's it's fascinating work i had a client last year who came to me because she was afraid of bumblebees and she'd been afraid of bumblebees for as long as she could remember this was a woman in her 30s and she said she'd been afraid of bumblebees since she was a child she had no idea why she was afraid of bumblebees um but she was so terrified of them that she would run from her car to my office door so as to not have to be amongst the bees in the garden um between the car and the and the office and she couldn't go to picnics and she really could never spend any time outdoors at all because she was terrified of bumblebees well, we worked together, and after some time, um, I, I took her back to an event that was related to the bumblebees, and she recalled a scene being outside of a hospital where she had a relative who was fighting for, fighting for her life. And as a child, my client had seen bumblebees in the garden and crisscrossed the bumblebees in the hospital garden with this terrified, you know, being terrified um, about her relative who was ill inside the hospital. And mm-hmm. once, once she had identified that that's where the fear had come from, then putting that fear behind her was, was achievable. She could then say, wait, I'm, I'm scared of this because it's something that happened as a child. I don't need to be afraid of bumblebees everywhere I go. I, I've blown this out of proportion, right? And, mm-hmm. and now she is able to eat outside and doesn't have to run across parking lots. But she's, oh, she's in a much, great. much better place. Yeah, so it's, awesome. it's, um, it's a great story. And, and uh, it doesn't always come out like that, but... But when it does, it just makes you feel great to help somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, our, yeah, subconscious, is, uh, our subconscious is pretty, uh, um, well, it affects us a lot, doesn't it? It most certainly does. It, it, it affects kind of everything you do in ways that you don't even really stop mm-hmm. to think or understand. And um mm-hmm. And it, we're all very lucky we have a subconscious. The subconscious is what keeps your heart beating and keeps you breathing and, you know, keeps keeps you on track all, all the those, time. Um, all those but every now things. and again, you can get something a little a little twisted in there, and um, and sometimes it, it helps to, to talk to somebody to see if you can straighten it out. Yeah, yeah, very Absolutely. interesting. Absolutely. I love it. Well, ladies, we are almost out of time. Michelle, I'd love to give you um, a few moments to share with our audience how they can get a hold of you and if you have anything coming up that they um, would have the opportunity to participate in. Great. Uh, Yes, so I can be found uh, most easily at my website. My website is michellewalters.net, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, W-A-L-T-E-R-S dot net. 
And there you will see how to get a hold of me, how to send me an email, how to uh, give me a ring. I am also promoting my new book. I published a book a few weeks ago. My book is called An Alignment of Spirit, Finding Work You Love. And it's really an example of how many, many jobs, by putting my head and mind space in the right way to be able to only go for jobs that really suit my spirit. And I put this into a book with some science and memoirs and exercises to help people because I think I think the world is speeding up and we're all going to need to find work over and over again, or at least this is a pretty common story. So that's my book, mm-hmm. An Alignment of Spirit. It's available on Amazon. And I will be having some classes that uh, support the book as well as teach more about hypnotherapy available. Those are listed on my classes page on my website. Awesome. Well, please do go into the Facebook group and uh, post a link to your website so that our listeners have um, one-click access to you. And we would love to hold the space there for that. Great. I will take care of that. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Is there any uh, last thing that you would like to share about trust with the listeners tonight, Michelle? Just to emphasize how important trust is. And to Terry's point earlier, it all starts with trust of yourself. And if you're shaky on the trust of yourself, that's that's the exact place you got to start with and listening really to who you are and what you need. And once you get yourself straightened out, then it's a matter of building trust and finding the, the, the coaches, the friends, the family, who you're going to need within your community in order to help you be your best self. I know mm-hmm. that you, Kelly and Terry are all about helping people to be their best self. So am I. And, and that's where I think people need to start with the topic of trust. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Terry, last word? Yeah, I couldn't agree more uh, with what Michelle just said. I think that that there's there's layers of trust, trusting yourself. Then there's also then trusting others. There's trusting God. I mean, for some of us, that's one of our primary relationships that supports our souls. And there's trusting the process. And the process of building trust is a a lifetime process because our lives change and we meet new people. We have new circumstances. We have new relationships. We need, you know, we may have to change our career. So there's the process of trust is complicated and there's many layers to it and there's many opportunities to practice building trust in our lives. And trusting ourselves is the way we can get out of our comfort zone and take risks when these opportunities arise. So no matter what the challenge or the opportunity might be, if we trust ourselves, we're more likely to make decisions based upon uh, that, for me, is based upon my, my communication, based upon my spirit. If I have trust in myself, I'm more likely to take a risk and step out of my comfort zone and move forward. So trust is is at the foundation of so many decisions that we make, whether or not we're going to take a risk 
out. We're just going to stay stuck. And I think uh, with with coaches like Michelle that can assist us when we get stuck, there's just so many opportunities to move forward when we trust ourselves, trust others, trust God, and trust the process. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, for me, if you have listened to Fearless Generations for any amount of time um, or follow on social media, you know that trust is my thing. Um, it's how everything, anything freedom starts with trust for me. And um, I love that, Terry, you broke the, the trust down into categories because I used to think that I didn't trust at all, and then I realized that my trust in God was very strong, and that made me realize that I had to trust myself somehow. There was some part of me that trusted myself to be able to trust God, and so that was my beginning steps into trusting myself more. So I encourage you to find where are you trusting yourself and focus on that. Um, Thank you, ladies, for being here. Thank you, Michelle, for being our guest tonight, and Terry for being my beautiful co-host, as always. We want to um, remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. Also, you can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on any social media platforms as fearless generation we hope that you guys all have an amazing day um happy fourth and we'll see you next monday until then be fearless thank you michelle good night thank you happy fourth good night